This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place. www.caringplace.org. Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program with all the good news and more. Brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, where caring for the needy, feeding the hungry, and changing lives happens every day. Now here are your hosts for Mission Possible, Ron and Marilyn Brummett. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We are known as the Caring Place, and we've been caring for the homeless and needy here in South Florida since 1922. Good morning again. I'm Ron Brummett. I happen to be the president here, and what a joy and an honor it is to be on this program for over a decade of bringing good news in the community. You know, all week long, We're hearing a lot of doom and gloom, a lot of bad news. It's reality. Uh, COVID is still killing, you know, many, many people. Uh, We're still having economic uh, uncertainty, uh, unemployment rates, and just our country in general, and immigration, and border. And we just hear over and over so many negative things and what's happening throughout the world. You know, we've had floods, tornadoes, earthquakes, assassinations, uh, the pestilence. Uh, wars and rumors of wars. It just seems like it never seems to stop. And in fact, as I get older, it seems like it starts to increase. And that's why some experts say, some uh, social experts say, sometimes you need to just leave your social media, your devices, your TV, wherever you get your news feeds from, just leave it alone for a day or two. The world's still going to be there. And yet we're still going to have these problems. But this program, as I said uh, over a decade ago, was started so that we could have good news. With everything that's happening bad in the world, there's still a lot of good news in our community. There are still a lot of of people, thousands of people here in South Florida that have giant hearts, that are very compassionate, very generous, uh, not only with their finances, but with their time and their volunteerism. And as we go into our fall campaign right now, into our fall months, we have Thanksgiving coming up, Christmas coming up. Uh, it's just so many different activities are coming up that we want to bless the homeless and the needy in our communities, that we do rely on the help of our supporters and our friends in the community. One way you can get involved right now, it's very easy. You don't even have to come to our, our one of our centers and stay long. It's called our pack the pantry food drive we do this every fall it's a way that we can get our community our friends involved by doing a food drive and it's also for us to be able to serve over 250,000 meals during the fall and carry some of that food into the winter months you know we say it's only two dollars and ten cents to feed one meal and in actuality it costs a lot more than that if we were to include the volunteer time to come in and to prepare the meal serve the meal and clean up after the meal and also our food drives where people do tremendous food drives there'll be places of worship they're going to be doing turkey drives and ham drives uh, places of businesses are going to be doing big uh, cardboard boxes are going to be put outside there with flyers on it and then they're going to be doing food drives and that's one way that you can really help us maybe your place of worship where you work your school your club your organization your condominium association uh, you can do simply do a food drive and i've actually seen kids that have come to our centers 
with food they've collected and the moms will tell us you know they went uh, door to door at their little wagons and they collected food items and you can go to your favorite supermarket look for the bogos to buy one get one free you know get a can of beans for yourself and then maybe a can of beans for someone in need we will use these all during the year and if even they're small cans we have a army of volunteers with a lot of can openers and we'll get those cans open uh, and to help us serve that 250,000 meals I know that hope often begins with the meal. And not only are we feeding the homeless that are in our centers in Miami and Broward, we're also feeding outside homeless and people that are struggling uh, to make ends meet. And we'll be giving away food baskets. We did it last year. Uh, we hope to give complete food baskets with turkeys and the, the sides and the can, everything you would need for a traditional turkey dinner, you know, Thanksgiving dinner. We want to be able to give them out, and we want to be able to feed thousands of people during the holiday season. Uh, we can't do it without you, so you can go to caringplace.org slash pantry. That's caringplace.org slash pantry to find how we can get the paper bags to you. We'll actually send you out to you the old-fashioned paper bags that have the items that we'd like to have stuffed inside of them. You can drop them off at one of our many locations that are listed there. Or if you're having a giant, giant food drive where you're going to host one at your place of business or place of worship uh, or at your school, uh, you let us know. We'll come out and we'll be able to pick those boxes of, of canned goods and give you a receipt also for tax reasons. That's called our Pack to Pantry Food Drive. And this past Saturday, just yesterday, we had a tremendous uh, movie showing called Breakfast at Tiffany's. We did it at our church property located in Miami Gardens. It was from 6 o'clock last night to 9 o'clock, a little after 9. And this was a great way for our Cover Girls mentoring uh, group. It's a focus group of women that are coming alongside our women and children that are fleeing domestic violence in our centers. And they're becoming coaches and mentors to these women. So they had a movie last night to to, to help raise awareness of, of domestic violence and our women in our centers and also have a good time. And this next coming Saturday on October 30th, we have a very special video conference that you just would love to go to, I'm sure. It's called Tea Time with God. It's at 10 o'clock in the morning on Saturday to about a little afternoon. You can go to caringplace.org slash tea time that's caringplace.org slash tea time and find out how you can get tickets for it. it is a virtual conference we're going to have some great speakers and there's going to be some giveaways we're going to be sending you through the mail so you need to get registered quickly you can do it today again that's going to caringplace.org slash tea time and now girlfriends for girlfriends is another focus group that's come alongside our women and children that are in our centers that are fleeing domestic violence but their focus really is on a safe and affordable housing so what happens when you go through you take in all the classes taking the parenting classes uh, maybe you have some mental health issues that you need to go through you've gotten a job you've gotten a place to stay uh, but you need to make sure that's safe and affordable. We don't want you going back in the same old neighborhood. So the Girlfriends for Girlfriends are raising funds for housing. They've already gotten a couple duplexes, triplexes. They want to do even more in the future. And it's just a tremendous way. You can get involved. When you go to our website, you can look for how to get involved in Cover Girls or in Girlfriends for Girlfriends. Both of these groups are tremendous. They've done such a tremendous job over the years of helping women in our centers and helping them get out of our centers. In fact, they stay connected to the women and their families when they leave the centers. And they'll pop in from time to time. Uh, when the women leave and they get their own place, we're going to make sure they have all the conditions.
conveniences, our thrift store that's located 8700 Northwest 7th Avenue. A little shout out for them. It's a great place to shop for bargains, but our thrift store will also furnish the apartments or the places where the women are going. And uh, and then the women themselves in our focus groups, the uh, cover girls or the girlfriends for girlfriends, will get uh, housewarming gifts for them. So they'll get their toasters and coffee makers and uh, toaster ovens and so on. They'll have just a full plethora. They'll have their uh, furniture for their kids' rooms and so on. And that's how far we want to take these women. We want we want them to know that God loves them, has a purpose for them. We want to help them as much as we can. And when we say we, that help really is coming from the community. It's people that are moving and they're donating their furniture to us. Or maybe they're going through their closets and they're getting rid of clothing. Uh, or maybe they just want to minimize things and they're trying to downsize. And so they, they'll get a hold of us and they'll pick up the, we'll come out and pick up those items. And those items will be given to our graduates as they leave the program. That's our men and women, by the way, as they're leaving. And then the items that we can't use, we put in our thrift store. It's a training center for women and, and men that are in our programs. Uh, help them um, how to get a job, how to keep a job, and so on. And those items will be sold, and those proceeds will go into our, our, our program. So, again, it's a win-win situation for everyone. Uh, go to our website at caringplace.org uh, slash tea time to get tickets for our Girlfriends for Girlfriends event. And while you're there, check out our thrift store. Uh, if you'd like to donate some items, we'll be happy to schedule time to come pick them up, or you can drop them off at either one of our centers. If you have small bags of clothing, that helps us a little bit more with our gas uh, costs and all that. Again, we have a lot of different ways this fall that you can get involved, and the easiest for most people, by the way, is simply by donating a meal. So for $2.10, $21, you can give 10 meals to someone that's hurting this this fall. And I've said this so many times, hope often begins with the meal. A person comes in, we befriend them, they get a great meal, we start talking to them, learning about them, and before you know it, they're saying, you know something, I wanna get off the streets. Well, God bless you, we've got a great program, so don't miss it right here on News Radio 610 WIOD. Well, we've got a very, very, very special guest today. It's Ron Book. He is the president of the Miami-Dade Homeless Trust. Uh, Ron, good day to you today. Ron Brummett, it's great to be here on the air with you live, and I really appreciate the opportunity. The things that you and your family and, and all of the, your team at the Rescue Mission do to help people that are so oftentimes referred to the least, the last, the lost, and the forgotten are are just nothing short of being heroic. And I, before we say anything about anything else, I simply want to thank you both, you and your wife and your entire team for what you do for folks that may never know your name, may never see your face, but they know that what you're doing is saving their lives. So well, thank you so much. God bless you. And you know, we are not strangers. We've got, we go back decades. In fact, uh, I want our audience to understand about how you got involved with homelessness and how you got involved with the trust. It's a quite interesting story. You also have a daughter that has a um, nonprofit, Lawrence Kids, that you work with. But how did, how did you, how did you get started with the trust? You know, tw well, I'll go back more than 26 years ago. I'll go back probably 30 years ago when I started to take uh, my young, young children uh, and we would drop turkeys off at your doorstep and at the doorstep of two or three of the other shelters in town at Thanksgiving and Christmas time. 
my kids had a hard time understanding when we would go downtown or to the arena, the old arena that's no longer there, why it was that people were living under the expressways, plywood, cardboard, laying on the sidewalk, their, their grocery carts full of all their worldly belongings. And I got tired of making excuses. And it was time to do something about it. And one day after the governor's commission on homelessness came to Tallahassee to try to see if they could pass a food and beverage tax that would become a permanent funding mechanism to help our community implement uh, the 10-year plan to end homelessness, um, I just decided I'd stay involved for a year or two and try to make a difference in the community that I love so much. And those two years, as you know, have now turned into 26 years of involvement and going from where we were with a little over 8,000 unsheltered homeless in our community. Uh, we were, interestingly, Ron, situated similar to what Seattle and San Francisco and L.A., Dallas, Houston, Detroit, Chicago, Boston, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Washington, New York, Atlanta, we're all basically, we're all situated similarly between eight and 10, eight and 11,000 people unsheltered. Tonight in our community, because of people like you, people like your team at the rescue mission, people like those that help us every day reach people still living unsheltered, many times needing to move into housing or shelter, helping those in shelter move to permanent housing. When you think about it, tonight in our community, 892 people, too many, will still be living unsheltered on our street. A little over 2,500 still in our shelters, too many. But in L.A. tonight, there'll be over 71,000 people unsheltered. In San Francisco, they'll be bumping up on 60,000 because they didn't have the community that you and I live in, that village that cares for those that are, that are less fortunate, that are oftentimes referred to as the least, the last, the lost and the forgotten. And we've reduced street homelessness, that unsheltered part of, of the continuum by over 90%. But it's because we live in that community that cares. And so I've remained engaged because the job's not done. We haven't ended homelessness. We've ended veterans' homelessness. But we now, we now today have a very unique opportunity to put the funds together that will allow us to completely end homelessness, the first urban community in the country that can actually see the light at the end of the tunnel. Because we know that if we do some of the things we're planned right now, that, that there's a housing opportunity for every one of those 892, and we know we can maintain it with only short stays on the street for those that continue to, to potentially, whether it's episodically or situationally become homeless, we have a way to get there. It's exciting, it's a unique opportunity, and it's an opportunity that only because of folks like you, we were able to get there. Well, I want our listeners to know that uh, I've known Ron many, many years. He's not just someone that sits and behind a desk or 
in a committee or in a board meeting, he is on the ground. And I've seen him over and over and over go out into the worst parts of Miami uh, and see what's happening with the homeless encampments and be a part of that. He's helped all, uh, so many agencies, no, nonprofits that are part of the Homeless Trust. And uh, Ron, there is a way coming up right now in November that really can swing the pendulum uh, for our own vision of no, not uh, no one is homeless. Uh, tell us about what's happening in November that people can be aware of. Well, it really is one of those special moments where the people can help us bring an end to homelessness. Um, there are there are only three communities today out of the thirty-five cities in Miami-Dade County where the restaurants that have liquor licenses. Don't charge the food and beverage tax. And really, it's Surfside and Bell Harbor, which are very, very small, have very few restaurants. And the third is Miami Beach. And there is a referendum, a straw ballot, uh, on the November ballot, where it is an urging to the commission and the legislature to vote to remove the exemption on those restaurants charging the food and beverage tax. It's merely a penny. It's merely a penny. And while a penny may not seem like a lot of money to a lot of people in our community, Ron, a penny is the difference between ending homelessness as we know it today and not. You know, the trust is the overseer of the continuum of care. And in the 26 years of its existence, six times, We've been named the national best practice model six times. And it's because we have a plan and we've got leadership and we've historically had enough money to control our destiny. But COVID, like with so many other places, community, it eliminated all of our reserves. We don't have reserves anymore. We're out of money. So without growing our funding mechanism, we can't finish the job. There are only 892 people, based on our latest count of street homeless individuals, 892 people left on our street unsheltered. And the plan we have, if the voters approve the one cent the one cent on Miami Beach, and the legislature then concurs. In that instance, when that happens, within 19 months, we have a plan to eliminate homelessness as we know it today. We will have the very last of those 892 people off the streets and housed and housed permanently, and it will provide us enough resources going forward to make certain that as others in the years to come become homeless, that those homeless days are very, very short. There'll be situationally and episodically homeless situations that we will be able to immediately house again. That's what this opportunity means. And if I sound excited, if I sound encouraged, it's because after 26 years, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I know that our community that has been so committed to ending homelessness for 26 years, I know they will join us. I know that the voters on Miami Beach will join us enthusiastically 
because they understand we're only talking about one penny. Well, only one penny, Ron. You know, it seems um, unbelievable, but you put those all those pennies together, and together we are going to end homelessness here in Miami-Dade County. Ron, it's been great to have you on, and I encourage everyone that's listening to vote positively for this one penny that can change the lives of many. God bless you, Ron. And God bless you and everybody that's part of your team, my friend. Well, it's so wonderful uh, talking to people in our community that are making a difference. And once in a while, um, everybody knows I'm Marilyn Brummett and I am with Leanne Navarro. We're both on the program so many times interviewing people who are doing such great things. But once in a while, Leanne, we just want to toot our own horn. Absolutely. And talking about something that we're doing that is so important um, and so helpful to all of us is our campaign pack the pantry so we're asking all of our supporters out there to go through your cabinets put a box in your church put a box in your office where you work uh talk to the school principal i mean there's so many ways to collect non-perishable food items and these items will be used not only in our kitchens to feed our residents and the outside guests homeless individuals but also we're going to have a food drive uh giveaway uh november 20th oh that's wonderful and that's going to be uh for at risk family so we really do need those non-perishable items if you'd like to get involved uh, we make it as simple as we can go to caringplace.org slash pantry and when you fill out that information one of our team members will get back to you we have flyers that you can use to pass out yeah. and we we have something kind of funny we have those old-fashioned paper bags that and some of you don't know anything about uh, at the grocery store, but it's a fun conversation piece. You can pass those out and say, hey, listen, help us pack the pantry so that the homeless, the needy, the hurting uh, can be fed. And yes. we know here at the mission that sometimes that is the first way people will ask for help um, in the fact that they're hungry. Yes. And so then later, after they come for the food, they begin to see, hey, wait a minute, there's a lot of other programs and things, ways that the mission can help us. And then, then you begin to see that life transforming story. Uh, and it all sometimes starts with a meal. Correct. And that's why we say hope begins with a meal. That's right. Hope <laughs> begins with a meal. So go to caringplace.org slash pantry. Now, was one more thing I want to toot our horn about. Yes. Uh, this coming Saturday, October the 30th, uh, there's going to be a special event. Now, all month long, October, the mission has really promoted Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and we've had various uh, outreaches and things that we have done. There's one more. Yes. But this is a virtual event. So really, anybody can participate in this as long as uh, you have Zoom. You know, you can put it on your phone, on your computer. It's so easy to do that. So many people use Zoom nowadays. And we will send you the link for a conference. It's called Tea Time with God. It is going to be so fabulous. And we also will send you a gift box. 
uh, in the mail. So all you have to do is let us know uh, that you want a ticket. They're $40. And we also have ways that you can even sponsor. So you could sponsor with $100. You get a ticket for yourself, a ticket for a friend, or tell us to give the ticket away and we'll do that. There's a $250 sponsorship $500 and a thousand dollar sponsorship available or just get your ticket go to caringplace.org slash tea time the the event is fabulous you've seen it last year right yes I have and it is fabulous because you get great speakers together to actually you know give you an experience it is an experience right and, and I, I said it before and I'm gonna say it once again because when you know I, I say come with your cup empty Mm -hmm. and you would leave with your cup full full of hope and encouraging and and this is women helping women and this is the girlfriends for girlfriends of the miami rescue mission and broward outreach centers that's right and this is a group of women that does things all through the year and they touch the women um as they graduate they go out they give them housewarming gifts they make sure they stay empowered and uh, that that they they have a you know a good life you know we want to stay connected with those women so they don't you know fall back or have you know issues they can't deal with again so girlfriends for girlfriends is having tea time with god i'm inviting you leanne's inviting you it's october 30th 10 a.m to noon it's going to be a fabulous time you can take your phone wherever you go and you can just we'll give you the link all you have to do is go to caringplace.org slash tea time well thank you leanne for helping us toot our horn Well, once again, we're at that part of the program where we get to talk to people who are going through life change. And I have a wonderful young man with me here today in the studio. His name is Juan. And first of all, let me just say, Juan, thank you for coming and wanting to share your story with us. Thank you very much. You know, Juan, let's go back in time and uh, maybe talk a little bit about your childhood, your upbringing, maybe um, years before you even came to the mission or, you know, fell on hard times. Tell us a little bit of your backstory. Okay. I was born and raised in California. I am the only one left uh, out of two sons. Uh, my parents decided to, after living so long in California, to come to Miami. We moved here in 1990. And from 1990 to 1999. Now, tell us a little bit. Um, let's not jump ahead so far. Let's talk a little bit about um, your mom and dad. Um, no, did they go to church or what kind of upbringing did you have? Did, did you feel like you had a good family life? I did feel I had a good family life. My parents really never went to church. Um, I was in a religious family. Mm-hmm. Uh, their background is Catholic. So they believe in the Catholic figures, and that transpired into uh, a religion, which is Santeria, which I... So your mom was from Cuba? Yes, born and raised in Cuba. She brought her uh, her artifacts from Cuba, and that was instilled in me throughout my lifehood. Did not work for me. I was uh, not happy, mm. uh, try, you know, in that kind of religion. And church was like only on Sundays, very little. Mm-hmm. So I had no, no really understanding of, of what God or Jesus was, was about. Mm-hmm. Um, we moved to Miami. Now, did, did anything happen to you while you were in California though, before you even moved here? Did you get into a lifestyle that was? I got into a lot. Well, in high school, I tried uh, drugs for the first time going into, in the 11th grade. 
my first experience with drugs was marijuana. Um, loved it. It was like an escape for me in high school. Used it all through high school. Uh, going into my senior year, I dropped out of high school to go to work so I can support my habit. That went on for quite a while to like 90, mm. quite a while, like 90, 99. Mm. Then in, we moved to Miami because mm -hmm. my parents stopped moving from LA to down here would fix me. But actually things got worse when I got here. Um, from 99 to... Now, is that because you felt like maybe in Miami there things were more accessible or what? what, what why was that? They, they believed that moving from one place to another would take me away from my using habits. But I got here to Miami and found out that it was a lot easier to get mm. drugs here, mm -hmm. get high here, and it was a lot more accessible here in Miami that I found out. Um... Through that time, I had been in and out of jobs, been in and out of uh, relationships. In the last job, in the last relationship I had, due to my addictive personality and my using, I lost. Now, I did not know a place to go. I was living homeless for about a week. Mm. I found the Miami Rescue Mission by God's grace. I didn't know it existed. I had no idea this was a place for men to actually come find refuge and learn about, you know, the word of God. Mm -hmm. I called Sunday. Mm -hmm. The gentleman told me, be here on Monday at 6 a.m. I got up at 4 o'clock that Monday, mm. took two buses, mm -mm. found a gentleman that was sitting out on the curb that he, I go, listen, I'm looking for the Miami Rescue Mission. My name is Juan. He goes, my name, I forgot the gentleman's name. He goes, listen, go down this street, make that first left on that first avenue, and it's the a building onto your left. Mm -hmm. I got here. I didn't know what to expect. There was 10 people on the list, and I was the 11th. And by God's grace, I was able to get in. Okay, so Juan, we're going to find out more. So you, you got in. So uh, we're going to come back in just a moment, and we're going to pick up Juan's story, and you're going to hear more about this changed life. Well, we're back with Juan, and he is telling his story about his own life change and uh, what ha has happened to him in his past, uh, his lifetime, and he was right at that point where he was desperate. He came to the Miami Rescue Mission, and you were telling there was how how many and how did you get into the program on that Monday morning, as you were saying? Well, there was 10 people and I was the 11th and I, I went outside, took a little place somewhere and I asked God, please, I am done with the way of life I was living. I just want to be able to live a life without drugs and have some kind of peace. And I would say about a minute after that, they called the 10 and then they called my name like a minute after. And mm. I was able to get in. Uh, the first now, those first <clears throat> few days, month, um, you know, people have different experiences. You know, sometimes they come in and they think, oh, my gosh, this is not what I want. Um, but what was it for you? For me, it was um, I was done. I, I was ready to find. I was honestly in my heart of hearts. I had surrendered and said, please, Lord, whatever it is you want me to do, 
I will do. I just don't want to go back out and use. I don't want to live the life that I'm living. Now, you had said off air that you had tried during those many years, like 16, 17 years, you had tried some other programs. So you had tried before, not not with a mission, but with other places. I was spiritually not ready. Mm-hmm. I had not hit my bottom and I had not actually cried out to God, said, Lord, I am ready. Mm. And I believe honestly that when the things happened to me, that what happened and I cried out to him, he answered my, he answered my prayers and, and found the Miami Rescue Mission for me to be able to not only come in and listen and find a, and find a way of life different spiritually, but to pass on to others who might one day be actually coming through that door. So you're in that upper classman now, we say. What what's uh what are you in right now? I'm in Alpha one twenty two and I like to say that um it has been a very wonderful experience because I've learned so much about myself. I've learned about Jesus, I learned about God and what Christ did for me on the cross to give me a chance to be able to live a life as a Christian. And be able to pass on to other gentlemen who have come through the door of the Miami Rescue Mission and say, look, give yourself a chance. Open your mind, open your heart so you can be able to live your life differently. And a lot of times, you know, it's not easy being a Christian, but it is possible Mm -hmm. by putting God first in your life and, and walking a humble, a humble path. Well, just so the, some of the listeners some, uh, might not understand when you say Alpha 122, but um, that is a upper face. Uh, that means you've gone through, um, all, you've been at the education center, uh, you've done your different service assignments on campus, you've got your case manager, but when you reach Alpha, that means you're now going into what we call a 17-week intense um, you're, you're there like every day, half a day, learning how to be empowered, um, how to really live life. And, uh, and it's done biblically, but also, um, it's done with a, what, what should I say? Give me a word here. It's, it's, it's makes sense, right? Yes. It, it's done with the emphasis of spirituality. And biblical understanding that you are, I am paid for by the blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. And it's to my duty to pass that on to other men to live your life and, and, and pass on the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I've learned that it is possible. And and the, you can apply it. In and other words, apply, it's just not like a words, you know, way up in the air, but you can actually apply it. You can actually, I can actually apply that to my life in the sense of relationship with another man, relationship with people, um, with my family, with other individuals. 
Okay, well, Juan, we are at that time where we have to just, uh, you know, I always say I'll invite you back and you can tell more of your story. But if you're listening, pray for Juan. Pray for the many men and women that come to our doors as uh, there is great life change here. Well, thank you, Juan, once again for sharing your story. What a great testimony from Juan. And, you know, that's what it's really about in our centers in Miami and Broward. We're serving thousands of people during the course of a year, and yet it all comes down to that one person's life that's been changed, that one family's life that's been changed. We cannot do all that we do without our wonderful supporters, our prayer partners, our business uh, partners, and our community in general. God bless every single person that has given an article of clothing or a dollar or have come out and volunteered some of their time. That really means so much. Uh, you know, so many different organizations that people can go to. We want to make sure that if you come to us, that you get a great experience. It's a meaningful experience. We want you to know that uh, we have good financial accountability. 86 cents out of every single dollar that is given to us goes to direct services. That means 14% uh, go to administrative costs and fundraising costs. And we always try to move that needle up so more and more of your dollar can go to direct services. But we've had really a hard 20 months with COVID. Uh, we've still been blessed. We're still thankful for those that have been able to give. And we know there's been many people that have not been able to give. In fact, we've been able to reach out to some of our donors and give them help with food baskets and so on. So, again, we can't do without you. Go to our website at caringplace.org. We're having a Pack the Pantry Food Drive this fall. Uh, you can see it right there on our splash page or go to caringplace.org slash pantry. We're asking people to get brown paper bags. We'll send them out to you. You don't really need them to do the food drive, but it's kind of a nice uh, centerpiece to talk to others or what you're doing. Uh, on the paper bag, there is, of course, what we're looking for, non-perishable items. We're asking you to go to your favorite supermarket and look for the BOGOs, you know, the buy one, get one free item. So you get a can of beans for yourself and maybe a can of beans for a family in great need. This fall, we are going to serve over 250,000 meals. Not only are we going to be feeding the homeless that are in our communities and those that are in our centers, you know, people experiencing homelessness, but we also are going to do great outreaches into the community for Thanksgiving and for Christmas. And we want to be able to give them full boxes of food uh, for Thanksgiving and other items that we give away, uh, hygiene items. And then on Christmas time, of course, we still are We've started already our Christmas toy drive. I know it seems very early, but we hope to to bless over 700 uh, families this year with Christmas toys. That's about 2,000 kids. That's a lot of toys that we want to be able to give away, and we'll do it very decently in in order like we did last year. Even in the midst of the COVID uh, pandemic, we're able to make a difference in the community because of the friends and the the supporters that we have. So go again to caringplace.org slash pantry and that's how you can get involved in our pack to pantry uh, food drive now yesterday last night we had a beautiful showing called breakfast at tiffany's it was an outdoor movie event uh, and we had a great time this was put on by the cover girls focus group and the cover girls are a group of women that are mentoring the women and children in our centers they're actually going in there and helping them coaching them talking to them about future jobs and how to get a job and about problems they may have so they become friends slash mentor slash coach and they had a great time last night but this coming saturday on october 30th we have another group
group called Girlfriends for Girlfriends and cover girls or mentors, Girlfriends for Girlfriends are all about affordable housing. So when the women and children get out of the centers, where are they going? And so they're helping them with affordable housing and they're having a video a virtual conference, rather, called Tea Time with God. It begins at 10 a.m. on Saturday till 12 noon. It's going to be a great time, inspirational time. You're going to hear stories about women that have gone through our centers. And the funds, are, of course, are going to help those that are in our centers in Miami and Broward and then on to the future with safe and affordable housing. So you go to caringplace.org slash tea time. You get your tickets. There's a virtual conference. They did it last year. It was spectacular. You're going to have a great time. and You get a box of goodies as well. Well, again, as we go into the fall months, we just want to say stay safe. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And God bless you and your loved ones. And tune in next Sunday right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place. www.caringplace.org.